Okay, so are we recording? Uh, maybe. All right, I just got to make sure we we have the <laughs> are we sponsored sponsor? by Chick Fil A. No, the sponsor. So the table. Did you know oh, please turn that off. Hold on. Oh my God. The water. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> Is this a Republican church? They do Trump rallies, 100%. Did you know that your policies will punish what is true? The church that you Is this a church? Is this a church? Does not subscribe to Oh my god. Biden, did you know? But the harmony, the the problem is the harmonies are on point. <laughs> But then, <laughs> did you know? Yeah. Look at that douchey goatee. Made deals in Ukraine. Oh my god! <laughs> did you know that your baby That's not okay. And then okay. Did you? Elon leaked it. Elon leaked it. Oh my god. The wall will cease. The dead. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, at least it's not a church. It's not. At least it's, it's not. the Babylon. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if a church produced this, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh my gosh. Okay. You get the gist. <laughs> well, here's the question. Did Mary really know? Did Mary what? Did Mary know? <laughs> this is post-Christmas, so. Yeah. Notice what I didn't sing on Christmas. Uh, I did not sing why? Mary, did you know? Ooh, why not? Did Mary know? Did Mary know? Is that a controversial thing? I think somewhat. I did not know that. I think somewhat. I think uh, she knew he was the Messiah. Did she? Elicit, Are you serious? Like, did she illicitly know that he would walk? This out is serious. No, no, yeah, that's why I won't sing the song. Yeah, it's not like a. I'll hold fast. I thought you were. I thought you were joking. No. Please enlighten me. No, it's just basically of one of the best Christmas songs of all time. No, it's Go incredible. Ahead. I just, I'm just saying, Mary had had somewhat of an idea. She was informed by an angel. <laughs> so okay, time out. You're saying that she, you're saying that she did know, or did she did not? She know? had an, she had some idea. So she did know. She did. She knew ish. She definitely did not not know. Gosh, I, she. I don't know if you're serious. I can't tell. It's it's one of those things where it's like you could make a re, you could really stick your your foot on the ground and and say this is my opinion, but I, I don't actually care. <laughs> It's true, though. Some people have that argument. Do people like hate this song because of it? No, I don't think so. Okay. What's your favorite Christmas song? I all I hate all. I hate all of them. Why? Why are you so much of a? Why are we talking about this? Because Christmas just ended. It just ended, and I'm 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 not. (laughs) This is not what I want to talk. You said, "Hey, let's hit record and see where it goes." This is where it's going. 
no, I did I'm not a, plan to talk about this. I'm a Grinch. Here. Yeah, I'm a Grinch. I think all Christmas music is pretty terrible. Why? I don't, I, I actually don't even have like a valid reason. I just don't. I'll tell you what. I enjoyed watching my children open gifts, and that was about it. Santa baby. Gwen Stefanani. So, no, tell me why you don't like Christmas music. I don't have a particular reason. It's just, it's all... Same argument can be made for worship music. It sounds the same. This is one of the Cheese best balls. Christmas songs of all time. Cheese balls. Okay, but seriously, there's no specific reason. I don't think there's a specific reason. I just don't like it. There has to be a reason why someone doesn't like something. I told the whole group uh, on Christmas Eve, I said the biggest thing that I have against Christmas is everybody's family is forcing. Wow, excuse me. (laughs) Everybody's family is forcibly getting together knowing we all have issues and trying to stay happy. I I, I don't enjoy that. So that's bad I think for everybody to get together. Either deal with your crap and then get together or just don't. (laughs) Personally, why are we all going to fake it when we know my blah, blah, blah over there, i.e. somebody in my family, I hate the way they did something last year to my child or whatever, and I don't want to talk to them. But instead, let me put down three martinis and then be their best friend. That's mostly what happens, and we know it's true. So back to the music part. <laughs> Anyhow, why don't you like Christmas music? Just sucks. What sucks about it? I don't have anything to stand on here. I'm just a terrible person. You just don't like it. <laughs> I'm just a terrible person, and that's I'm okay with that. Oh gosh, I'm okay with it. Maybe it's just the fact that I'm I'm trying to be different. And is be, is it because worship pastors have a stigma against it, and you're forced to do it every year? I don't think so. I don't think so. I really just I haven't. I don't know. I just don't have a thing. I have, I have nothing to say that matters on that piece of content. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, we are ending the year. I don't know when this is going to be out, yeah. but end of the year. What yes. has been sponsored by Chick-fil-A? What has been the best song for you this year? Well, well hold on. We got to talk about the, the year ending first. The year's ending in 2023 is coming, and the Council of Prophets has met, um, and I'm a, I'm a part of that. I'm a part of the Council of the Prophets of the year. And there's two big things that's going to happen in 2023. <laughs> the Lord's declaring that it's 2023, 20, 20, 20, and me, right? It's going to be him <laughs> and him alone. That we're bringing, like, where is he going with we're this? We're bringing uh, specifically the American Christian culture back to Christ. Okay. Okay, and secondly, Donald Trump's going to return to us again. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, yeah. oh gosh! I was so yes, yeah, the, the the council of provinces met, and, <laughs> and and we are we have Chick fil A every time <laughs> Chick-fil-A. that we meet because it's sponsored by the Lord. <laughs> See that? That's the Lord <laughs> right there. <laughs> Anywho, so I'm gonna. You asked me what song? Yeah, what's your favorite song this year? So I'm gonna say a song that I I shouldn't be saying, actually, um, and it's crept into my life, and it's uh, rattle. Oh. So rattle, who's rattle, rattle by? Rattle is by Evelation worship. <laughs> Ele- elevation, I said. Okay, Evelation. Yeah, you said a bunch of stuff there. Elevation worship. Okay, and I normally don't enjoy 
a lot of this, but I I don't know, man. It kept making it into my playlist, and I kept going, turn that up. Do you sing this song at your church? I don't. Why? Because we don't we don't give tokens to the to people we don't endorse. I don't know how to say that. Well. <laughs> what? Um, we don't teach our people to sing certain churches songs. We at least try not to. That's contradictory. Would you like but, to elaborate? You don't have to. Uh, yeah, I'll elaborate. Uh, churches that... Uh, Just so, real quick, all of you that are watching for the first time, what up? <laughs> what up? Vid- video. We have video now. We, we have also video. have audio on all the platforms. Yeah. So you might be new. So that's why I'm asking very in-depth questions yes. with uh, Pastor Sam here. Yes. So elevation, did I say it right that time? Elevation. I think being in the headphones is actually messing with my brain. Is it really? Yeah. I, th- I feel like I'm hearing myself out of out of body almost. You know, the, the Council of Prophets. We, <laughs> we experienced third person. No, just <laughs> but no, so elevation. Um I could go on and on, but Stephen Furtick, um, I wouldn't endorse some of the things that he said yeah. as a Christian pastor. I wouldn't endorse some of the lyrics, specifically Gyra, specifically um, that song, A Same God. There's some Same God, okay. There's some hints to the old, like, we are the better better David. And, Got it. All that stuff. Anywho, so when we try to sing songs, we try to sing songs by other ch- other churches, yeah. but specifically some we don't because we don't want people going to look that song up and look that church up okay. and then find stuff that may not be true. On your own time, though, you can admit that they make some really good. Yes, 100%. And your favorite I may, songs have, I may have fought that a lot, a lot more the earlier the part mm-hmm. of this year, but... I think what actually happened is I played this song with another church. Did you? And I, I think I, w- my heart went ooh. But that I can't stand that. Really? Him, Stephen Furtick being like this. Bro, let your team do it. I, I'm down with that all day. But it's really the first part. It's the first half. What key is this? Uh, I probably around E something, E flat. But Josh said something uh, when uh, not this song, but Lion came out. He says something interesting. So, uh, you know Gable Price and Friends? Yeah, Gable Price. He's Bethel, right? He came from, the Gable guy came from Bethel. But they came out uh, with their album. The solo album? Yeah. And when Lion came out, I was like, I don't know, man. And Josh even said to me, he was like, hey, man, if Gable wrote this song, you'd probably be be playing it every week. I was like, "Mm, true. We... So if you go back in pods, we fought that because I used to think I was like, "Dude, this song is good." Yeah. Like, come on, listen. Melody, bro, come on. Yeah, it's great. Na, na, na. He could have gone. 
I think the only cheesy part of this is <laughs> the Brandon, Brandon Lake going. Wait, 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 we gotta find it. We gotta right here. Yeah, that. I love the bridge too. The prepare the way, man. That's a good song. Okay, look up uh, just real quick. Mercy Culture Worship. Mercy Culture Worship. Okay, yes. explain who they are. While I'm looking so at this them. is this is a big church out in Fort Worth. They're very interesting. Like so, speaking in tongues on stage. Um, Ooh. Republican, very Republican, like throwing Trump rallies. Okay, uh, but yeah, moment zero seventeen. I don't know where they found this chick, but this chick. Uh, if you good. ever wanted to use the word anointed and worship. Of like a leader, that this chicken who got the pe- this is Christian Chico's though, dude. Pad so with is, the piano, yep. but this red is lights. A, this is just a giant church. The funniest thing though, you see that giant LED wall. Yeah. The words are like this big on it. <laughs> but this oh, no, let's talk woman. about that. How come Hill- Hillsong did that, dude? <laughs> Hillsong did that, and they're like, I think it was the. Uh, the one the the album with Highlands and Good Grace on it. What was that? That wasn't Empires. Highlands and I think it was called Good Grace, right? That album. But all the video, if you look at the video, it's like like this massive LED wall, and then the words are like right this big. (laughs) Yeah, I do. But see, she even teaches in this moment, which is incredibly cool. Which is like in a room of believers, that's that's incredible. That's awesome, but. They're just this weird church that has like two and a half hour long services. Wow. And they're super charismatic. And like I grew up in somewhat of this culture. Yeah. But this woman, I don't know her name, but I hope she's I- identifies as one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah. <laughs> Being in a majorly Republican church. Yeah. I think your, your odds are pretty good there. <laughs> Is this all spontaneous? Probably. Ooh, this is nice, and it's a great mix. That's a live stream mix. Ooh, this church has so much diversity. It's incredible. Yo, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. We gonna, I wanna hear that bridge. So even in there, they. Oh yeah, every song is like seventeen minutes. Uh, do okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. Ooh, that's nice. That snare is a little thin. That's my only problem. It could be a. I like it. I like it. I just want to take that 3K and bring it out just a little bit. <laughs> this is what happens when you use real drums. Come on, that's hype. Yo, that's sick. Ooh, yeah, that bass, that five string. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, no. You heard that? Yeah. And that's why every song can be 17 minutes. Yeah. Because they have the musicians that. Yeah. Yes. Look how smooth the lyrics are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. No, but yeah, that's an insane mix, man. 
That's nice. That's like nice. The, that's happening at a church somewhere. Just for like two hours. I'm just like, <laughs> I could go there and see what's happening. Do you think that? Okay, this is fun. We don't have no. We have no yeah. agenda. So, do you think that that is a specific calling on a church? Like that, not every church can be that way. No, you. That's a culture question. Okay, I think any church could do it. I think what happens is is most of the time churches try to do that in like one segment and they go like our church didn't respond to it. And it's like, well, you've been building the culture of 20, 20 minutes of worship for five years. You yeah. can't expect it to change its head turn on a dime. Um, so yeah, I, I I came from a culture where we only planned two songs for a thirty minute set. And it used to be four, and then we were all like, hey, it keeps going over. We keep getting into stuff, so let's just play yeah. two songs. I came from that, but when we came to Lighthouse, totally different. We had four songs, one on the top, three at the end, and that's the culture we built. Uh, like Upper Room here in Denver, they they built a whole different culture. Yeah. yeah, and it, It's sort of like that. Uh, yeah, it just depends on who you are. This Like the guy who pastors here, he preached for an hour and a half. So their services are their services are three, easily two, two, two and a half. Two and a yeah. half hours. So it's like, is that so? That's culture. That that's culture. That okay. isn't okay. Because you even mentioned skill set, right? Like, De- definitely. Like, it's hard to it's hard to get people latched on to you playing the same song for sure, seventeen yeah. minutes when you can't do anything but play the four chords. Like, we can hear bass lines. We can yeah, hear, you can. We can hear guitar parts. Like there's a whole masterful. Yeah, piece I doubt that's that there's right tracks. There. There's no way there's no, tracks. No, it can't happen unless they're post. Do you think that? So, like, is that the same reason? Another? Well, technically, that's not true. They could have them. That's true. You could have a DJ up like, there. There's gonna be a guy going like, "Hey, Seven, all right, cue up the bridge. Yeah, bridge, bridge four. <laughs> you know, yeah. all right, down bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pedal one. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Yep, yep. Keep going the bridge, bridge, yep. bridge, bridge, bridge. This guy's bridge. literally sitting at a desk like this in the back room. <laughs> just going like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Bridge, 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 bridge. I got yep. a video for you too. But do you think, here's a question. Is that why, is that why there hasn't been another Bethel church? Or has there been and we just don't know about them? Like, does this church have the opportunity to be Bethel? In that's the sense? first, that's the prestige, popularity, recognition. That's the se- first question. The second question is, how did you find out about these guys? Um, so I think, generally speaking, there there won't be another. Everybody's tried to recreate the Bethel thing. You you can't recreate it. It, it is what it is. Um, it became what it became. Yes, I love this guy. It became what it became because they were the first they were the first people kind of doing these moments out of their church. They started in like 2015, this whole thing. And everybody's tried to recreate the thing and it doesn't work. Uh, the closest person I would say who matches it, not even close, but still decently there is upper room. But their, their whole thing was they started making more of these spontaneous moments. Bethel was really keen on like making the song moments. And then with like a little bit of spontaneous, but then upper room did their own thing, did the prayer movement thing that kind of made their own niche. The guys who recreate the Bethel thing, they don't exist. You don't find them because why? Because they're doing a bad job. <laughs> honestly, They might sound great, honestly, but they're not. 
what is they're that not being original. what is that thing what is the originality it's, like it's where an, does that come from it's an amazing band who's paid who have played together have for they always been years. paid um i believe from 2017 i i you gotta correct me on when the label was made but i think when the label was made that's when they started hiring a staff specifically for that <clears throat> but like david david whitworth uh david hislop uh, Joel Volk until recently, like two years ago, he left. Um, Paul McClure is hired. All those guys are hired. McClure's are amazing, by yeah. the way. Yeah, cool. Uh, gold. Uh, no, gold. No, you're triggering me right now, <laughs> and you know you are. You know you're triggering. I belong me. to Jesus. This is one of the best <laughs> songs ever created. So, anyway, I listen to um, it every day. Yeah, so it's just a lot of history. Which those guys, what we were listening to before, definitely sounds like there's a, they're building or have history. How did you hear about them? I I believe Josh randomly found the moment in his feed. I think YouTube just said he served it up. Yeah, and then I went deep diving into their church. And so that is a case in 2022, moving to 2023. Yes, that a church because here's the difference, right? We have the conversations about how one church or another can be catapulted to success mm-hmm. viewership and some sort of engagement on social media. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the difference is pure create, not creative, excuse me, pure content that is captured like that is because hearing that song that we just heard now I'm a fan. Now that's mm-hmm. going to be on my curated YouTube playlist mm-hmm. and I'm going to listen. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole yep. too. And so in a sense, that is a battle. So what's funny is there's like, so that's moment 17. Moment 12 didn't pop like that and even up. But moment 17 did, right? <laughs> right. And if you go Come. back and look at the difference, which is what I did, the, the production is different. It feels more energetic. It definitely took some favors from Bethel of their camera structure. And then it, they also took some, some uh, lighting lighting differences and there's just a whole different so here's the question it. though right because we go back to that's bethel. what makes it pop is it i think because you go back to bethel and you make me brave with the man to cook was 20 million times more popular than any of the law sessions that with was come to me a different time different production like that that's expected what we watched is expected now that's why is there's it? not 500 person churches doing that every week but is it expected or is the talent and raw moment of that moment that was definitely, captured. That definitely because is that's, part of it. So that's the hard part. I'm like, hey, like when's the next? If you would have put that in a studio, I don't think people would have listened to it as much. I don't think it would have. Like, Absolutely not. Yeah. Same thing with Bethel. Yeah. Again, same. that's my argument yeah. with Come to Me. I'm I'm such a big Bethel fan, but growing up, it was so shamed, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was this different, spontaneous style of worship. We don't mm-hmm. do that. Churches don't do that. So. I was like the oddball going mm-hmm. and listening to Jesus go in Bethel yeah, and yeah. literally going this people say this is wrong. Mm-hmm. What I hear. Right. And so now we're 10, 15 years later and I'm, I'm like, where, like who, who is that new platform? Who is that new church? Like, mm-hmm. and how do they get exposure? And that's why I was just super mm-hmm. curious. Cause if anybody were to listen and say, you know, there's an, an aspiring worship pastor, leader, mm-hmm. person, vault, super volunteer at a church, like whatever it's I'm like, I know everybody has that question. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Like we just heard that. And even if they didn't have the production value or ain't like there's upper room songs that have mm-hmm. popped and they're just in their church mm-hmm. and ain't no lights. It's just a voice. Yep. 
and a guitar, like, you know, mm-hmm. church and basement most of, level. Most of their content is strictly talent, like talent-based. Because their their cameras are almost static. They've got about two cameras that sit, like, up front. And most of it comes from either there's something that happens in the room that people are like, oh, I can feel that. Or it's something that a singer did or whatever. But that's kind of, that, that whole thing was, like, a combination of both, which is why I watched it. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of different recreations, but that that to me was like something happened in my living room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that? I guess I guess it's not a it's not the standard meaning. Like you even said it, like it's cultural. It's mm-hmm. it's. I don't know. Do you ever long to be a part of something like that? Um, I think my musicianship says yes. Okay. I think my leadership uh, says no. Why? Um, because at some point I'm going to start making BS up. Like, okay. I, I think there's generally, generally <laughs> there is not uh, enough disciplined leaders who are spiritually disciplined enough to have a spiritual life that w- could produce that. Constantly. Got it. So you're saying it's dependent on the life you lead. I I, I would 100 percent believe so. Okay. I, I think most church leaders would struggle to hold that spiritual life up. So you, there's a direct correlation between the way that you live your life spiritually and having a moment like we just listened mm-hmm. to. Oh, 100 percent. Interesting. I would 100 percent agree with that because if you think about it. Most of what happens spontaneously on stage is not spontaneous. It's it's usually been curated. Like sometimes I can say, "Oh yeah, that one thing I did, I said this, and it was a hundred percent out of out of thin air. The Holy Spirit gave it to me." A lot of the times it's been curated. It's we've heard that melody whether it was a year ago or a week ago. Kind of the whole problem of like. Um, uh, leaders getting on stage leading and going, Ooh, I'm going to say that thing that they said in the video. And it's because they have, they haven't disciplined themselves in their own spiritual life to hear from the Lord on that thing. And so a culture like that, where your pastor is asking you, I want this vibrancy. I want this spontaneous. I want all of this for this long. You have to be a discipl- disciplined leader. And I I don't. <laughs> I I think I could do it for a little bit, not not for a long time. I think I'd be. It's like those people who are just built to like. They say they're like I'm built to be in the presence, and it's like, yeah, I think you have that temperament. Would you ever be in favor of someone that does have that to step in? Oh, 100 percent. If the culture was craving it, and we did it, and we just sprinkled it, like for us, we always just kind of see what happens, like whether it's a new song. Or whether it's a new style. Like right now you can tell uh, the Spanish has taken an uptick. Mm-hmm. Because we sprinkled in the Spanish. The Spanish went off. We are yeah. like, oh, people yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, one thing that people don't love is right now they don't uh, take to uh, what I would call diversity of sound. Um, like gospel songs don't really hit in our church right now. Every time we sprinkle it in, it doesn't really hit. So someone came in and was like, hey, if you got the band, I'm going to go. And they were killing it, and they actually led the moment. Mm-hmm. And the culture went, ooh, we like that. I think I would feed it to them more. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I'm not against that. 
Interesting. I, I guess it's it's interesting to hear because from the consumer standpoint and I don't know, a lot of worship leaders have a lot of opinions, <laughs> I like to say. Yeah, and so it's just interesting to hear that perspective of like you listening to that song and then what you you think constitutes that moment mm-hmm. and even very curious of how you even found it. I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I just fed to YouTube one day. And so I think there's something to be said in the content game where the things that are good mm-hmm. and that are interesting. Because, again, I think the lighting's hilarious. Like, even in this, like, studio we're in, like, I've seen podcasts pop and dudes got iPhones, right? Yeah, for sure. And so content is always about the context of what you're talking yeah. about versus the look of Yeah, but the, the related viewer, like, to uh, if they have watched Bethel, if they have watched Hillsong, they're getting something familiar. They're not that at one turn, they're getting something completely different and they're going, Oh, that feels, that feels fresh. That feels new, but they're also getting something homey in the experience. So that's kind of where my, I love that blippy popped up when you spell B (laughs) because that's my life at home with my children. See, Um, and I think that that's, that's interesting. You say that, right? Because, even like here would be this is one of my favorite videos and songs okay. from Bethel, right? And it's classic Jeremy Riddle, like You know, it's this classic Jeremy Riddle. But even this song Even that song, I'd look at that and I'm like, production value. Like, yeah, it came out in like 2016. My point, right? And this video has like millions of views. Right. And so that's why I asked that. Cause I'm like, just like the song you just showed me. And mm-hmm. the I, I'll tell you, the song that we heard, I didn't look at the look the, of it. Yeah. I didn't. Well, it depends on your band, right? Even, I, even the band, even the band, right? I didn't. I didn't I didn't even I listened to her voice but see it's got that it's got that fast like even then big room energy and and maybe this looks like worship you videos from Bethel Like this filming style came out with um, uh, Homecoming. This this feels like Homecoming recording. I got it. So you're saying the correlation is for the production is also helping me feel the way I feel. I think I think you were okay, not caring about anything because it felt homey. Hmm. So when you listen, when you looked at it, you were like, oh, "I don't have to worry about anything. It looks great. It looks like it all passed the my eye test mm-hmm. automatically." And you just listen. Which which makes you makes you go to the thing that I think is more important. Interesting. What do you think it takes to get to that level? Do you think that it's that synonymous though? Because there's been churches that have been known to have the most unlimited budget, unlimited, 
and yeah, it's not sure. necessarily it's that not, level. Not necessarily all money, but you definitely gotta be able to have. Or does it take a team? Like it definitely takes a team. You gotta be able to hire the people. Um, you gotta be able to have the the gear. Yeah. Because let's be honest, five people running around with iPhones is not gonna be. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun. Alex Melton, bro. Okay, transition. So there's this video. Morning. I want us to react to this. Meeting. I'm feeling really good about the message. <laughs> this is one of my favorite videos, man. Just a couple <laughs> of things I want to make sure we're all clear on together, okay? Uh-huh. Sounds good. If you uh, listen to the audio. I've literally got 15 things more important. To Hold on, pause it. You know, and that- There's definitely <laughs> always the one guy who's like <laughs> if- either watching football uh, or like they're like texting his girlfriend. <laughs> if you're li- listening to the audio version, uh, this is a video by Alex Melton. It's called When the Worship Band is Really Into the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> That's why I think it really shows how meaningful what we're doing here is. Because despite <laughs> That's the past 15 more important things, you're here right now with us. And that's dedication. Wow. Okay. All right. So, first off, remember we're taking out all the 4-4. Four, four. We're just going to keep it parked in 6-8 the whole time. Oh, God. I still think all those meter changes really add to the tune. Hmm. How about you keep all your mathy time signature stuff for your metal band? Hey. Yo, it, it is like this. It is like this. Every church I've been to, it's like this. What? That they won't play? This interaction hasn't happened. Oh, no. I've never had this. You've that. never had it? No. Playing one my favorite band right now. Seriously, though? Time signatures? I've never had that problem. Playing it a bit liberally lately. No problem. <laughs> Guys, I get it. It's Bro. cool. But the congregation has a hard enough time clapping on beat as it is. Let's not make it any more complicated than it needs to be. What? Fair enough. All right. Also, let's not forget about all oh, the man. stuff we added for the bridge. That was really the biggest problem. The with this 18 song, bridges right? the bridge. you're going to do? And your solution for that was to play it eight times and then <laughs> say the same thing over and over again? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Did Pastor Melton ever sign off on those lyrics there? Ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, what did you think? Sorry, I wasn't listening to any of that. The church photographer put up a picture of me from last week. And I was <laughs> awesome. Check it out. Wow, 12 likes. Very good. So anyway, <laughs> just remember to keep an ear out for the MD on the final build in that last chorus. We really want to Who listens to an MD? Well, okay? Shepherd the moment. That's an interesting way of saying hold the final chord of the bridge for an extended amount of time before going to the final big, huge, triumphant chorus. Hey, you're not yep. wrong, but it's going to sound great. Do you ever have a negative thought? All the time. I'm not going to the God Dude, this is, is so accurate. This God is so is accurate. Gosh. Let's play our instruments like we should. Amen. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> Have you ever heard the Goo Goo Dolls song? I don't think we'll I play, heard We'll play just a little bit of it, but listen, dude. <laughs> All right, guys, don't mess up. <laughs> so true of church MDs. Dude, this song X is pretty good. You never heard this song? I think I heard a piece of it, but... You're the closest to heaven. <laughs> right. No, I listened to his like all his if it if it was Blink One Eighty yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I gotta go to the bridge. The bridge is the best part. <laughs> Hold on. Does he make fun of leaders mocking other people? Yeah, yeah. this happens so much. Right here, right here. It's the bridge. (laughs) 
You know, I, he, will, I will never give a drummer boomkos. Why? Because they're irresponsible. You even said I'm irresponsible with boomkos. As soon as the drummer gets ex, yeah, ex, over. extra stuff, <laughs> I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. <laughs> Boom. Was that a sub bass? Sub drop. Boom. It's the bridge. I just want him. <laughs> oh, man. I love I was that. in my prayer closet with the Lord last <laughs> night thinking about the set, and he just gave me a revelation. Oh, God. I just want him. This is going to be 23 and me. Just me and him. What do you think about Brandon Lake? I think it's interesting that he has a YouTube channel of his behind the scenes. Life. Dude, his YouTube channel is legit. Lake Life. That I love it. He was in the no, studio. I don't with, hate it. I think it's interesting. He was in the studio with Cody. I'm I'm wondering if if he just found a way to go. I want to monetize something. I want to like make more content. If he was just bored, or if he hasn't uh, like a purpose to it. There's got to be a purpose. You don't put that much work in just because. Oh, he's not putting no work into that. You don't think he is? You think he's the label's film, paying for it? He's got a film crew. He didn't have a film my crew. Man, my man's got a film crew. <laughs> you think he has a film crew? Yes. I think he has a camera guy. I think he has like three. Was three this probably cameras. like his cousin's no, son? No, no, no. Are you kidding me? There's not multiple cameras in that. My man's at the top of the charts. Doesn't matter what he's doing. They're... All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have our uh, resident... Um, Maverick City correspondent here today oh, with God. us that is going to update us on any uh, new wow. music that has come out from Maverick City. They released their Christmas special from last year again. Did they re-release it? Yeah. They got me, man. They got me because I was listening to... Uh, Mary Did You Know. No. Did they do Mary Did You Know? Yeah. Last year. <laughs> they re-released it again. I was listening to this one. What's the uh, revelation? Yeah, so this is the same room, same recording. I think they maybe just had someone. They have so much content that it takes forever to get out. Come on. Because some people get sidestepped. What does that mean? <laughs> Don't tell me. So this was released last year. Yeah. Did you like it? These are, no, they didn't no write these, so. No comment. They didn't write those. Sure. I know that. No comment. Isn't this a Kanye song? <laughs> I don't know. Does it say I hate the Jews? Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm terrible. Yeah, Kim Walker. I know, I saw Kim. Bro. Yeah. Why is Kim Walker in this? <laughs> Bro, that's, she got ass last year. <laughs> she looks like, she's just like. Longest piece of content she's ever had to wait for. <laughs> Do you see her? She's literally like, and she just like looks back Thank at the. God. She just looks back at the choir. Doesn't sing a word. Yep. She's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that shit was so animated. Oh my god! Watch that. No, no, no. Go back, please. Uh, this is premium content. <laughs> She knew she was on camera. She did her job. What's wrong with that? You don't like that? No, no, no. I do. I think that's funny. She was on camera. She knew what she was doing. Oh, that, that she's, she's, like, she's like, I'm catching your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that camera keeps pointing at us. It's fine. It's right there. This is the content. Right <laughs> yeah, let's re let's reenact it. Hold on. 
<laughs> Straight up, dude. Got the tenors. She, she knew her thing. Question, trigger question. Okay. Does it become so diverse that it's not diverse anymore? Ooh. Here's the problem. Because I I am not I there's okay. In the in, in my community, in the black community, yes. there are all different flavors. I don't know if people knew this. There's all different flavors of black folks. Correct. All kinds. Correct. Now some of us don't think the same. Most of us don't, right? Mm-hmm. Different groups. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is a hot take. Hot take. This might be very ignorant too to some people, and I apologize, but go with me. We all have our own experience. You we all have, have our own thought process. You start having situations where you have Maverick City, mm-hmm. which started off as what, and I have no clue. But at from a consumer perspective, yeah. my assumption was Maverick City started off from a label, mm-hmm. right, that needed diversity mm-hmm. and simplistic lyrics and music. Mm-hmm. That's how I gathered it. I'm like, yeah. yo, Bethel music's too complicated, right, or whoever the backing of that is. Mm-hmm. So here's Maverick City. Here's really, really, really basic lyrics. Mm-hmm. Here's very simple chords. And more gospel flair, but very simple chord structure that can be played in a church with a piano and an acoustic guitar and or. Sure. What that bred was these stars, mm-hmm. right? Local church heroes that mm-hmm. can sing that happened to be black. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, the inclusion of the others mm-hmm. started creeping in. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we've seen that. Where a black group classified, right? The stars. You can't deny that the stars of Maverick City are black. Correct. It seems to me from the outset Mm -hmm. that there has been an effort Mm -hmm. to include other races. Mm -hmm. Have you observed that? Yes and no. Okay. So I think there's some interesting things that I see. So to add to what you were saying from from a also consumer standpoint, but following some of these leaders, some of the behind the scenes videos were like, we just wanted to give a voice to the minority. Like was their kind of stamp on things? It was like, I have no problem with that. I'd love that. Um, <clears throat> the thing that I see happening, which is weird is like Maverick city in its entirety of like when it started, it's diverse. It's it's um, black. It's white. It's Hispanic. But then there was like this weird split when Maverick City es- Espanol came, or España is what they say. Um, all the Spanish people went into one sect, and they which tend to, tends to happen right. culturally. And they and they went into one sect and said, "I'm going to sing the Spanish stuff." Yeah. And then then Maverick City became weirdly black and white. And less diverse. Interesting. Which I, I could be wrong. I, I'm okay with being wrong. Sure. But from my viewpoint, it's there becomes like this weird, like, I don't know, it, what seemed to happen generic, like, um, genuinely, 
what seemed to be a, just a process of something that we had a mission, we had a target, we hit it. Yeah. Now is like reverse tokened of like, now let's get as many black people, which, which honestly anyone could probably from the other point of view, you could probably say like, well, we don't say that when there's only white people in the room, right? We don't say true. Like, there's too many white people. Like, so that's the whole point is like, yeah, there becomes a weird piece of like, that's why I asked the question. When is, well, that's when a, is so interesting enough. So diverse because I it's see, not diverse I anymore. see it the flip. Yeah. Because I see a black group mm-hmm. who then had to include white people. White people. Yeah. 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 You look at this video, right? The video that we're just watching. Yes. Tell me where the inclusion is actually happening. It's in the it's a, yeah, it's in the crowd. I mean Kim Walker's on stage. Why is Kim Walker on stage? Yeah, it almost seems With disingenuous. Naomi. It is. Yeah. Not, that's that's a harsh no, 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 word, but, but it is to the to the culture they're trying to create. It's almost disingenuous. Like, look at this. She's just like, I'm happy to be here, which probably she Dude, is. Dude, look, I mean, she look right here. And so that's the way I see it because yeah. traditionally, if you look at any of the old school Maverick City, what do they do? Chris Chris Brown. Um, What's the chick from? Uh, Let's just slap Rihanna. Is that what? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's terrible. Yikes! <laughs> Is your man on the floor? Um, Chris Brown, yeah, white, yeah, white yeah. Chris Brown. Amanda Cook. Amanda Cook. Who was going to next? Yeah. Um, but see, it was always like one random white person they invited into the group. Always, right? Yeah. And graduate. Then you have the whole elevation collective, <laughs> and you have the upper room collective. And then that, Brandon that slept stayed. on, and now Brandon's now a part of it. Yeah. But Brandon has the the as as some folks would call it. He's got his braids. The urban flair, right? Yes, he's got his braids. So it's funny. He has culturally appropriated. <laughs> but it's just funny hearing and seeing yeah. like white folks sing this, right? Uh-huh. I'm not saying they haven't sung it, but in the context, because I think right, hundred no, percent. Like you have this. Even you look at the uh, the tour with with uh, with your boy uh, Kirk. Kirk Franklin. Yeah. I mean, how many white people were up? Like, yeah, none. Hundred percent. No, I think Brenda Lake was the only one. No. So yeah, that's interesting. I think that, from my perspective, it's the inclusion the other way, right? Which it doesn't. I don't think that far into the weeds mm-hmm. because then I start getting into the, you know, the conspiracy theorist brain of, hey, this is we're being fed as mm. consumers very specific things. Then you start getting into the weeds of why Maverick City even exists. Why do they have so many albums? What's the goal? Why did they sign who they sign? What label are they on? Mm-hmm. Who owns Tribal? What's up with the Bethel connection? Bethel's, you never seen Bethel do anything with Elevation. You never seen Bethel, like, they don't collaborate with anybody. Hillsong, you have, like, where does that fit in? Mm-hmm. What's Who's behind what? Who's writing? Then you start getting into the weeds of who's writing songs, mm-hmm. right? What do those writing camps look like? Should we not go there? Maybe on another Should pod, but... Ask those questions? But, no, and honestly, too, as from a consumer standpoint, no one ever gets there. Like, no, no one's... No. They're just listening to this song. Nope. They're not thinking, is it too diverse? Like, is there too many white people there? No. It's yeah. just the inclusion. The one thing that they were successful at, and I've told this story before, they were successful at getting... My mother, yes, my yes. older black mom, old church basement, old church basement, one of the most monumental albums of all time for me. Mm-hmm. 
not even Old Church Basement, Maverick City. Because Maverick City successfully bridged the gap between gospel and black churches mm-hmm. and traditional black music, gospel yeah. music, and contemporary alternative Christian, mm-hmm. aka Christian live worship. What that's the genre now. Mm-hmm. It bridged that gap so perfectly, mm-hmm. right? Put the consumerism brain away because we know how they did that. Mm-hmm. But it bridged that gap so beautifully mm-hmm. that yeah, no, most people that probably don't even listen to this most mm-hmm. normal people look at this and go oh yo this is a dope song if they're white never heard this flare mm-hmm. there's somebody that in there that looks like me yeah and if your gospel black grew up here in the song like i did right or listen to the kanye it is on the kanye album listen to the kanye album and kept, how dare you bring him kept replaying it right you're like oh snap like yeah, yeah. Naomi Rain's on there. And, yeah, right. Oh, Kim Walker. I don't, I don't. No one knows who Kim Walker is. Listen to this. What do you mean? But no one knows. The legend of the 2012s to 2016. So I think it's, I think it's successful. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, just ask a question. Usually, you're asking questions. I know. I liked it. That was a good question. I have, I have a question. Maybe this can be our last question. Ooh, the up. last question. We're wrapping it up. You. What's is up? it? As a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I am a pastor. Okay. As a pastor. <laughs> okay. I think pastors can become very um, cynical. They can become very um, broken down, less compassion, less grace, uh, just full of kind of honestly just discontentment. And yeah, they, they suck it helping people sometimes uh, over the years. I think everybody okay. has a honeymoon phase of as a pastor. Maybe, maybe this is just me. Who knows? Uh, but I, I've seen over the years some friends go like, man, I just don't have the compassion for people as I used to. Interesting. In the worship ministry, as you've experienced it in many different varieties, do you think usually it's the volunteers or usually it's the pastor? That lacks compassion? Not lacks compassion. That, that causes the most issue. Because we all talk about whether we're pastors or volunteers, we either talk about it in two veins. Like, sure, these volunteers always want this and that and this and that, and they can't be just content. Yeah. But I'm just trying to get volunteers. Or you got the volunteers who are like, the pastor wants so much out of me, and I, I only have this much, and and I, I'm giving it my all. Blah blah blah. Do you think usually it's the pastor that causes the issue or the volunteer? I don't think it's either or. Oh shucks, I don't. So here's why: you don't. I think that. <laughs> Most people have a normal, simplistic view of church. Okay. So if you're the pastor, you have a simplistic view of church within your calling, within your plan. What does that mean? Like, just... Simple. Black and white. So you have a viewpoint of your calling, your plan, which will drive you to the culture of the place that you're in. It will drive you to who you are as a person and personality, and it will draw you to opinions. Yeah. That's pastors in a nutshell. It's not a bad thing. Just mm-hmm. the opinion based off of the head of, like, think of workplace. Sure. You work somewhere, that's going to come from the top. Even that person is the vision. Yeah. They set that vision, and mm-hmm. the staff will cater to that vision, which mm-hmm. will play in to the personality of who he employs, who they, who she employs, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it from the pastor point of view, because it's a reflection direct in the mirror especially worship it's a reflection of the senior pastor mm-hmm. it's like the same person right mm-hmm. from the volunteer perspective the reality of a volunteer is always temporary right so 
if I have an issue, I'll just find some other place that I like or don't like. You know, like mm-hmm. if I have, if you're not meeting with me more than I think you should, then mm-hmm. either I really care or I don't, right? Like you'll have a, a kid and then you pull back or you might have a great moment in life or if you're single, then you're full in. Mm-hmm. You might be in six months and be out the next six months. You might mm-hmm. decline all the planning center requests or you're in a season where you accept them like so that's where i think where the human aspect comes in from and i think a lot of volunteers if you were to put it because i might be leaning more that way Mm -hmm. if you were to put in the volunteers hand of 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 just causing an issue Mm -hmm. yeah i guess it's the volunteer but i mean it's not there i would say exactly the opposite really i think most problems are pastors and I, I think really? this is important to say. I think this is important to say. Because I think it's worth knocking every pastor down a peg and saying, you could do your job better. Because okay. one of the things that I've noticed, especially in worship ministry, is number one, we've got a lot of creatives who think they're all that in a bag of chips. Exactly. we got a lot of dudes who either came from their daddy's position or they came from uh, some school that relegated them as, oh, sure. you're amazing and whatnot. Um, I want to sit back and say, you have set up false expectations. You haven't communicated well enough. Being in pastoral ministry now the past five years, I can honestly say most of the stuff that's happened has come from my issues. Okay. And my, uh, my, uh, struggle of communication, leadership, and honestly struggle of ego. And so I think it's interesting that most of the time in churches, it's it's marked out to be the volunteers are too needy, uh, the volunteers aren't showing up. Uh, we need we just need more service from people. I think it's really interesting. Even our church is going through some of this right now, where it's like you could be doing more. It's like on one hand, yeah, we can have that conversation. That's true, but on the other, it's like okay, we're we're having this conversation with a person who serves twice a month who gives regularly, who's a part of the life and vision of this church. And yet somehow we're still pulling out more. We're, we're still trying to go after. And sometimes I wonder if, if how, how freeing it would be for volunteers. If pastors would just admit, Hey man, I set up an expectation that you didn't meet because I didn't communicate it. No, I don't think that's it though. You don't think no, because here's the deal, man, everything that you just said, it comes back to the heart of the volunteer that you're working with. Right. And so if I have an unproven yeah. expectation, it's because I put that expectation because I have an or, opinion. Or did the pastor say something? Or did I, did I say, hey, dude, we're going to be best buds. We're going to hang out once a No, because you guys day. don't say. Like, but what if I did? But I think there are pastors out there that say that. Even then, your best friend says that you haven't seen him in six months. I can't. Like, I just, from my perspective, yeah. I just, and really what it comes down to is the job of you guys, right? Because mm-hmm. any any nine to five like worker that wakes up and like, you know, the simulation people, that's mm-hmm. what I call us, right? Sure, we wake sure. up and do the same thing. The every NPCs. Week. NPCs. Bro. Like I, I then go like just even working in ministry. I'm like the ceiling of capacity is here right? Sure. for at least from the position that I was in. I was a media director. Sure. I knew that I could run two businesses and still accomplish my, my job at an AAAA plus level just because mm-hmm. of the capacity that I knew it took to do what I did. Right. Yeah, I have yeah. a service on Sunday. 
right? And graphics in in the middle in between. Now I'm right. different because I can output at a very high level. Sure. And so I look at the job of a worship leader and I'm like, okay, like the preparation during the week, meeting with yeah, people. Yeah, but if you didn't know all that stuff, because uh, general volunteer That's what I'm has getting no to. idea. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. The preparation, the meeting with people, the preparation of the tracks. Yeah. Like, what does that life look like, right? Yeah. And I have had animosity towards worship pastors and pastors mm-hmm. in general because I look at the output of a nine to five job and I'm like, man, that's really, really like, how much time is that spending mm-hmm. talking in meetings about stuff mm-hmm. or that could be an email? How many hours are spent meeting with people, right? Or, or thinking over people or, or mm-hmm. positions or talking to each other. Like there's a lot of that spent. I used to not mm-hmm. see the value of that. Now that I do, yeah, dude, like the expectation of a volunteer, like you're just going to get like, it's not mm-hmm. the pastor's fault because the volunteer is the volunteer. Like it's a fault. Vo- they don't work. Like, they don't work here. Mm-hmm. Like they're already going to say you could do more because they don't, they see you sitting there with them. They're like, what do you do during the week? You don't do mm-hmm. nothing. Right. So they don't have that perception. And so whether the worship pastor is trying or not, I think like organically that position's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And by the American standard of working, I look back and go, well, it sucks to be a worship pastor because that's not all you are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm the media director. I used to sit back and laugh because I'm like, whenever a worship pastor would get hired, the main pastor would go, well, that's 20 hours of your week. Here's another 20 more to fill it in so mm-hmm. I can justify you actually doing this thing by you doing 10 other things, Sure, right? And so I think that some volunteers get a sense of that if they've been here for a little bit because they can say, oh, you also do this, 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 and this, and you're in charge of this, right? Or mm-hmm. like there's there's more to your job, so give more to me. So that's a roundabout answer. I mm-hmm. think that's great because you are a pastor, right? And I am yeah. a volunteer and we're counter-arguing, right? Because <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like I'm like, you can sit here and tell me that, but like at the end of the day, dude, like you're volunteering or you're not, you might be here in a dream world. And this isn't Sam saying this, but this no. is a fellow hyper church volunteer and in an interesting season in life too with you know with with mm-hmm. life changes coming mm-hmm. i just laugh because i've been in it for years i've been on staff and now right. just volunteering and i'm like no dude like this is super black and white this is like like uh-huh. you just look around it's like okay well this person might complain a little bit but they're going to decline in two weeks or they declined last week or you say this thing and you need more attention in this area but also mm-hmm. like there were six opportunities in the last six months and you no show for all of them and you didn't mm-hmm. hit us up by the way like and there's consequences and so yeah that's what i would say i would say all of y'all worship pastors as opinionated as y'all are and yeah. worship leaders all i can't it. sometimes you guys just kill me i'm like i just i just like music you know well, this and this and this we should do it this way right as opinionated <laughs> as you guys are i think the good thing is to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Like you do touch that many people and they're, I think that most 99.9, even the place I used to be at, that was a, a, an accelerated area because the amount of time that you spend with each other and the amount of time we spend with the pastor or the person in charge of that mm-hmm. on a week to week basis is, is more than any other ministry. Like I get FaceTime with you mm-hmm. at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Right. If I don't decline. 
Right. Right. And I get, that's more than I get with any staff member, any pastor. Mm-hmm. Like I get more time with the team than any person that attends the church. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes I don't even know the people that go to the church because I'm in worship. Right. Like, oh, well, you're here. You're new. Oh, cool. I don't even know who you are. Right. I know this person, this because they know the keyboard player. Mm-hmm. I'm really good friends with the guitar player. We get coffee. Yeah. I know that, you know, like I know uh-huh. the drummer. Yeah. I talk to the drummer every time we're there. I'm like, yo, man, like that's, <laughs> that's how you bond. I talk to the head worship person. You right. talk to, you know, the head worship pastor too. And I'm like, oh, what's up with that? Oh, that's cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. so anyway, that is a long answer to, to yeah. say, no, I don't believe yeah, at all. May- like, maybe it's not even own, a little bit. Maybe it's my own soapbox. Because I'm around some of the guys and gals in the worship ministry around me. And I just go like, you know, you could have just met that need. You could have just had compassion for that moment. I don't know. Sure. I just find that sometimes it's a a bit too cynical of a scene. And Do you know why it's cynical, though? Because you guys do 17,000 other things that justify the one thing that you're called to. You do. I would I wouldn't say that's definitely not you, necessarily true for me. Not you. I think traditionally, there are traditionally that do the that. worship pastor or it's pastors justifies this business, sure, church sure. business. It justifies an expense, right? Yeah. The, from the media side, the most extra thing ever, right? Post twenty twenty, like yep. a media guy was hilarious. Canva exists. Uh, we got pro presenter. Like, get out of here. <laughs> we don't need you, right? Yep. Second to me is worship pastor because that's just the way that that position has traditionally mm-hmm. been valued, right? Yeah. It's always been, not saying you, it's always been understaffed, underpaid, yeah. low profile, justify right. it with six other things. And so mm-hmm. I think even your your example of the guys out there, I think those guys are, they, they are judged by the live stream and the machine that with the songs that they play, number one, that they are. Number two, the focus is on defending that, right? Mm-hmm. So now they have to defend it, right? And then they're insecure with talent. So when they get around talent, that's very insecure. The only reason I don't get as insecure is because I can actually, I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I've been through that. I was blessed to be at a church with a couple million a budget right like yeah that's the reason i even know what the heck mm-hmm. a, a tv splitter and yeah. an sm7b is like that's the only reason i know that <laughs> you go around and them guys are swimming man they got the littlest church yep. they just got the brand new loop the miss pedal that they can that's run right. tracks off of X32. on the ipad yeah, yeah yeah they got oh no they ain't got no x32 they got, they got yeah. the m30 or no yeah x no, sorry x, they don't got yeah. the m they got the x they yeah they the didn't get the m the, the midas preamps no. but they're starting off no they got the allen heath let's be real <laughs> they, they got the gled but, allen heath is trash but, <laughs> but you see what i'm saying they start off with that old school mac uh-huh like so having a conversation yeah. around other people that got these budgets and payroll or not even that just a skill set and talent like a pastor sam like True. yeah dude you're gonna attract a lot of people that are insecure and they're gonna chirp and sure. it's not gonna sound like the volunteers are the priority but no. that's just my hot take man yep and with that i think we're gonna get therapy <sighs> and what is it better Help what was your favorite song? song so your favorite song was my favorite song of this year rattle rattle okay um <clears throat> song um uh, behold him okay. now by I've, gateway. By, yeah, by, by gateway. How about now. this next episode? Next episode. I want to do a. It's gonna be later. 
but I want to do a year in review show. A year in review. Wow. So of just our, our yeah. lives or what? No, music. So we're going to take music. We're going to take 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. So skip this. If you made it this long, skip the next one if you're not into this. But <laughs> I want to do like 30 minutes. Watch it. And we do album of the year. Album of the year. Song of the year. Okay. Artist of the year. Oh, who's telling? Who's comeback of the year? Who's saying that though? So who is Data saying that, or are we saying you? That? Oh, Data. Let Data say that. No. Spotify. And no. let's judge the Spotify. Okay, we can judge it off of it, but yeah. we need to create our list. And yeah. I say top three for every category. Top three. Top three. So That's we got to do a little bit of homework. Yeah. But here's the funny part. Our Playmaker definitely made it. It's Shanak or Leland, though? <laughs> We're not doing another decade, bro. That song is old. <laughs> I know. Album of the decade. I don't know. He might still have a song of the year. How? It's like six years old. I don't know. It's on repeat for everybody. Whatever. But so I think that's it what can only exist in 2022. Yeah, of the year, calendar year. Okay, you could do last year technically. That's what the award shows do. Okay, so probably like the last two years. All right, and then I'll I'll come back with the profits council. <laughs> yeah, let us know Make an sure. update of the the profits we'll council. See how that's going. Are they accepting new members? They are. Do you have to give blood? You, you have to speak in tongues first and foremost. <laughs> Oh man, are we out? We out. We need a, a we need an appropriate outro. I thought get I'm I'm we're going to get therapy was appropriate. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. We're going to get there. That could be our ending. We're going yeah, to get there. We're going to get therapy. <laughs>